when you have your finances in order, when you have money, it gives you options to be able to live the life that you want. It lets you quit the job that you hate. It helps you take care of your family. It helps you get back, give back to your community. It helps you, you know, give back to others. It gives you peace of mind and you can pursue your dreams as opposed to worrying about money every day. Would you like to win and achieve success in what you do? Welcome to the Winner's Ways podcast, where we create winners every day. And now your host, the author of Winner's Ways book and life coach, Bola Alabi. Hey everyone, welcome to the Winner's Ways podcast with Bola Halabi. Today's show is a special one. It's special because I have a special guest, a money expert on the show with me today. And together, we'll be talking about money. Today's episode is about your personal finance. And this is episode 31 of the Winner's Ways podcast. And on this show... Together with my guest, we'll be exploring how you can get rid of your debts, save money, and build real wealth. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is Bola Shokumbi, the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance, an online education platform that helps women make the best financial decision for their current and future selves. She is someone that is very passionate about helping women build wealth. She has proven the concept of saving money, and you will be hearing a personal story on today's show. I am super excited to host this guest. She has wealth of knowledge to share with us, and I know you will be able to learn many lessons from our personal stories. Without further ado, let's get in and listen to what our guest has to say today about how you can ditch debt, save money, and build real wealth. So the first thing, can you please uh, introduce yourself? Yes, so my name is Bola Shukungi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Finance, which is an online financial education slash empowerment platform for women to help them get to the point where they are achieving their financial goals and living the life that they desire for themselves. Okay, so um, thanks for that. You are the founder of the Clever Girl Finance Um my question, and uh, you know, I went to your website. I saw what you are all about on the website. You are trying to empower women uh, to take charge of their finances. So, you know, it just occurred to me why women? So, I focus on women for a number of reasons. Number um, one, the most obvious one, I am one. And number two, um, when it comes to wealth building, you know, there's a lot of uh, discrepancies between men and women in terms of, you know, being able to build wealth. So you are aware of the um, 
the income gap where men make more money than women um, on average, you know, for the same job that they do, which in a sense is unfair. Um, there are also the, the statistics around women live longer than men on average, which means that we need more money over the course of our lifetimes in order to sustain ourselves in retirement. Um, there's also the statistic around, you know, the fact that women take time off of work to raise children. And so combining that with the fact that women live longer um, and the gap that they take from their careers to raise children, which is time in which they're not earning money, that impacts their overall well-being. And so a lot of times, you know, um, when women are in relationships, they may not necessarily be focused on the finances if their partner is managing the finances. But there are many instances um, where, you know, there are women who are single or they lose a spouse or they get divorced. And in those instances, they have to be able to take care of themselves and take care of their children. And so women, you know, being able to um, be financially aware of what's going on with their finances, be up to date with what's going up, going on with the finances in their relationship is really, really important. Um, and it's not necessarily about competing with your spouse or significant other, but it's just making sure that you guys are on the same page. Because at the end of the day, um, especially in relationships, two heads are better than one and both of you can work to building an empire together. So personal finance for women is something that's very important. Um, and that's why we focus on that. Ah, so true. I remember when I was growing up, my dad was a person that we went to uh, when it comes to anything money related. And I, thinking about it now, I think uh, if care is not taking, women can feel uh, less important in terms of their contribution to the home, uh, especially when you look from financial perspective. So. What you are saying, what you are doing, encouraging women, empowering women to step up and take care of finances, uh, it's very important and uh, it's going to impact lots of lives. Thank you very much for that. Um, when, when, when we talk about finances, I read that you were able to save $100,000 on a salary of $54,000 within three years. How did you do that? Because when I saw that you did 40 to 50% of your income, I said, wow, I want to learn from her. So how did you do it, Paula? So when it came to saving that money, this was when I first graduated from college. Um, it, I think it was mostly from being very intentional. So I created a plan of what I wanted to be able to accomplish. And the $54,000 was essentially my starting salary. And so every time I got a raise, I would save that and continue to live on the $54,000. And also I basically cut, you know, cut my expenses according to what made sense. So I wasn't overextending myself with um, my home living or, you you know, with um, excessive bills. And so I just really tried to stay as lean as possible. Um, the really important things I did were avoiding credit card debt, um, keeping my expenses very low, keeping my grocery bill very low because food is one area that people can typically overspend. Um, I saved every tax refund that I got. I saved every bonus that I got from my employer. I saved every raise. And I also um, contributed to my employer 401k, which is a pre-tax benefit, right? So it's money that you're contributing before taxes. And that was a huge deal. And in addition, I started thinking about ways to um, increase my income, which was really, really important to me being able to save that much money. So after work on the weekends, um, in the evenings, um, what could I do to make more money? And so I started aside 
hustle part-time business. And I leveraged that as a way to um, save more. So whatever money I got from that business, I wasn't spending it. Instead, I was contributing it to my savings accounts. So it wasn't one particular thing. It was a number of things combined that allowed me to save um, and obviously it was very difficult. There were times where I wanted to go out and spend money. There were times where I made mistakes or had slip ups, but I always reminded myself of what my end goal was and I would readjust accordingly. Awesome. So you, you talked about side also. I'm an engineer, uh, by the way. Uh, I'm also thinking about side also that people can do, you know, side also ideas that we can share with people so that, you know, that's, income from the side also can complement their salary and of course it can help them to speed up the process of uh, attaining financial freedom if that's their goal so can you please share with us some side also ideas that you think people can go into so it really depends, right? There's a ton of different things you can do, but I think it's important to ask yourself, what do you have time to do? What are you what are you passionate to do? And are you willing to put in the work? So personally, I had a wedding photography business. Um, and when you think about yourself and what you'd want to do as a side hustle for anyone who's listening to this is basically... Uh, there are things that people compliment you that you're good at. You know, it could be catering, it could be graphic design, it could be web development, it could be doing, you know, baking, whatever it is that people say, oh my God, you're really good at this thing or whatever you find yourself doing your free time. That could be something um, that you could start to charge for, especially if you're doing it for free already to friends and family or, you know, for coworkers. It's all, all the all things to consider. And, you know, increasing your income, yes, a side hustle might, you know, is one avenue but sometimes people don't, you know, they don't have, they don't have, um, they're not very passionate about a side hustle or they just can't figure out what they want to do. Or perhaps the side hustle that they started is not necessarily generating them the income that they want. And that's okay. And an alternative to consider in this stage is to think about getting even a part-time job and knowing that the intention of this part-time job of all these extra hours that you're working is that whatever money you're going to get is going to go towards those financial goals that you have set. So when you start thinking about side hustle ideas, don't, you know, don't write off the idea of being, of getting a part-time job. That is one way to increase your income. But when you start thinking about side hustle ideas, start with what are you good at? What do people compliment you for? What do you have time for? And what can you commit to? And there's all kinds of ideas. You can even start, you know, with things in your house. You may have some things, electronics, clothes that you have never worn or you don't use that you can put on eBay or Facebook marketplace and sell them. And that's one way that you can generate additional income and then start to explore and brainstorm other ways in which you can um, start a hustle to increase your income. You know, that's good because if we uh, spend time on what we are good at, uh, then, you know, you won't be forcing yourself to do it. It comes to you naturally. Exactly. And, uh, you are, you are going to enjoy it, and uh, that way you'll be able to put more time into it. So that's very good. So uh, looking at your background, Bola, uh, you know, I think about two weeks ago, I watched one of, one of your videos that talked about um, maybe how to buy your first home. You know, I'm currently in my second home and I wished I had watched that video uh, when I was starting out because you share a lot of ideas uh, 
that will help people to save money, that will help people to uh, avoid mistakes uh, that maybe we all make when we started out. And I found that very, very beneficial. And I think many more people should uh, watch those videos so that it will help them pre to prepare. No, and, and I know you made various uh, videos on budgeting, personal finance, banking, and all this uh, financial education. So I'm wondering, uh, why why do you do this? Why, why do you think people need financial education? So, you know, when you have your finances in order, when you have money, it gives you options to be able to live the life that you want. It lets you quit the job that you hate. It helps you take care of your family. It helps you get back, give back to your community. It helps you, you know, give back to others. It gives you peace of mind and you can pursue your dreams as opposed to worrying about money every day. So, you know, having financial education, knowing what things mean, knowing what investing means, what budgeting means, having that information helps you make smart decisions for yourself, for your current self, and for your future self. And so that is why I'm passionate about, about financial education. It's something that I have applied to my own life, and I have seen the results, and I definitely know that it works. And it's also something that I feel um, very strongly about because it's not that people don't care about money. A lot of times they just don't know specifically what they need to do because there is a lack of education out there. They're, they, you know, they just don't have that insight. And so that's what, what we do at Clever World Finance. Our mission is to spread the message and empower people to be able to make smart decisions with their money. Talking about what works, uh, for me personally, and uh, I'm also sharing with my audience uh, that your YouTube channel and uh, your website, of course, I know you have some membership club on your website that people can go into to really uh, get more information and learn more about what you're doing. And at the same time, I saw that you have a book coming up uh i think june 25th of the uh yes. june 25th of 2019 uh you are releasing a new book wow that's that's an awesome uh achievement is this your first book yes oh great congratulations so can you please uh tell us about this book what what do you uh intend uh for people to know about your upcoming book so this book is essentially a guide, a reference um, to help, you know, women and anybody who, who's interested in reading it um, achieve financial success. And I basically share my money story, you know, successes, mistakes. I share the stories of other women. And I also share tip by step by step action actions that people can take to improve their finances so in it you know i cover everything from paying off debt to money mindset to budgeting to investing to negotiating your salary um to dealing with your student loans basically the goal of this book is it's something that you read and then something that you come back to reference time and time again as you go to different life transitions so what do i need to do if i'm setting up my retirement what do i need to do if i'm getting married what do i need to do if i'm getting a new job these are all things that are discussed in the book and you can come back to them as they're applicable to your life as you go through those different transitions oh good so um i went on amazon i know it's available for pre-order now clever girl finance you want people to become accountable what do you mean by becoming accountable 
So accountability basically means, well, in my context, basically means that you hold yourself to the things that you want to accomplish. So a lot of times people will set all these goals and because they're not being held to the goals, because they haven't put the goals out there, because they're, they're not clear on the intention for their goals, they actually don't end up doing them because they lack the accountability. So when you're accountable, you're basically putting your goals, you're laying them down and you're saying, I'm going to achieve this. And you are able to stay accountable if you have the right guidance to be able to achieve those goals and you have the right people in your life to be able to to help you achieve those goals and so that's what that book acts as as a way to keep yourself accountable as you go through the different actions and you hold yourself towards it and there's even a chapter in the book where i talk about the people you surround yourself and how they impact your ability to achieve not just your financial goals but also your life goals and so that's what you know being accountable means from the context of this book thank you so you know, on your website, you shared a personal story uh, about your mom, uh, how she became a awesome queen to pay for your college. And in my opinion, I know people are struggling with this college tuition in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mom, she had to pay for your college tuition as an international student, which I know is a lot more expensive than what the residents pay. So what advice would you give women out there who are thinking that they have to depend on their husband for financial support? I mean, so my mom paid my college tuition as, you know, it was, it wasn't, she didn't do it because she was rich. She did it because that was the only option. I couldn't qualify for any student loans as an international student. Um, she did it at the expense of her own life plans at the expense of her own, her own retirement. This was, you know, part of her life savings that she took to pay for me to go to college. So it was a privilege, an opportunity, um, you know, definitely not a favor not my right. And that's something that, you know, I'm very grateful for, um, you know, and to answer the other half of your question in terms of women who are dependent on their, on their spouses for finances, I think when you're in a relationship and you are, um, you are managing your money. It's not a, I look at it as a partnership. And so, you know, you should be involved in, although you might not be the one earning the money, but you're contributing to your household in the form of taking care of your home, taking care of your kids. But I think it's important to be involved in the conversations about what your goals are together as a team, as a couple, what are the things that you want to accomplish? And I think by learning personal finance, you can contribute to the conversation with your spouse as to how to best manage the money he is earning for your family, you know, because it is for your family. Um, as you look at your schedule and your life commitments in terms of what you have to do, you might want to consider, you know, if that's something that you want to do, bringing your own financial contributions to the household. And that might be getting a job or, you know, and sometimes that's not, that's not always possible because a lot of times, a lot of moms stay home from work because the childcare costs are just so high compared to what they're earning that it's not worth it. And so if you're able to get a part-time job, or start your own side hustle to start contributing to your household, um, finances that's great however if you're not then you know you can sit with your spouse and start having conversation about how do we best manage our money how do we maximize how we're investing how do we maximize how we're saving and that's something that you can do by learning more about money and then being able to have that conversation with your spouse as well well thank you so you know from listening to you and i think you you emphasize partnership teamwork that it's not about competing you don't you are not saying spouses should compete you are not telling women to compete with their husband out there you are emphasizing that it's a teamwork people should work together to make sure that 
uh, they are building their financial future together. And I think that is very, very essential uh, to let people know that uh, husbands and wives, they need to come together so that they will be able to work together to build the future that they both desire. So I think that is very, very good. And that is uh, something that everyone needs to know so that people are not uh, going into conflict uh, when we talk about uh, money management. Because, uh, you know, I read somewhere that uh, money is uh, maybe the top cause of divorce in uh, America. So if people can work together in terms of their money, in in terms of their finances, I believe that marriages will get stronger and people will achieve uh, more uh, peace in terms of managing their money. So that's very good, uh, Bola. Thanks for sharing that. when I started my own financial journey, you know, I know you, you saved $100,000 in three years. I came to this country. I got into over $100,000 debt within three or four years. So my own financial journey started from uh, maybe when I was in a hole and trying to climb up and get myself off those debts. And I, I thank God because today I'm financially free. Uh uh, not financially free. I'm free from debt <laughs> uh, today. But uh, one program that really helped me was uh, Dave Ramsey's uh, uh, Financial Peace uh, University, which uh, I paid for. I went through his steps, and uh, it really, really helped me. And I think there is some similarities between what you do uh, in terms of motivating people uh, to get out of debt to save money and so that they can uh, achieve their financial goals. So I want to ask you, when you look at Clever Girl Finance, what is the major thing, the major motivation for people to come on your platform? What do they want to achieve when they come to you, when they uh, subscribe to your YouTube channel, when they join your membership club? What are they looking for? So when people find Clever Finance, they're, you know, they're either going through one of a variety of different life transitions, something has happened, you know, they got into debt, they're getting divorced, they lost their job, something, and they're looking for a way out, they're looking for an alternative, they're looking to improve their quality of life, they're looking to do better with their money because they're not specifically proud of how they have managed their money in the past, or they're just looking to to learn more and to know how to maximize what they're earning so they can save more, so they can invest more, and so that they can have, you know again, a, a good quality of life for their future selves. So, you know, women are coming at different stages at different ages. And the ultimate end goal is to be able to have financial wellness, financial peace of mind, financial security, not have to wake up or go to bed every day with all of your thoughts around how am I going to pay my bills? So that's what really attracts women to coming to Clever Finance. In addition to the fact that our, um, you know, our, the way we way we talk about money is from a no shame, no judgment perspective because everybody has made financial mistakes. So it's not about the mistakes you make. It's about what you intend to do moving forward. And that is our approach about, okay, you've made the mistakes, but now it's time to make change and move forward. And we try to showcase that as best as possible. Well, that's good because I like what you said, no shame, no judgment. And you say people should make change and move forward. And that's a way to empower people. 
that's a way to actually get people motivated because you are not judging them. You are just helping them to get started uh, in their financial journeys, and that's very good. Uh, you know, I know you started your career. You were in the corporate America, and you were working too. Uh, so how did you make the leap to go from employee to being uh to having your own business and right now also employing other people that are supporting you to build up and grow uh, Clever Girl Finance? So I basically created a plan. I knew that I wanted to see what I could do with my business to see if I could take it full time. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to give myself 12 to 18 months to be able to work in this business full time and see if I can get it off of its feet. And so what I did when I was working full time, knowing that my goal was to be able to um, go full time in my business, was I started putting money aside so that when I eventually quit my job, I, I would have about 18 months of a runway where um, I would not be it wouldn't impact my financial obligations in my household while I build my business. And my backup plan was that, okay, if I started running the business full time and I got to like month nine or month, you know, the first year and I realized that it wasn't working out the way I planned, I would go back to find either a part-time job or a full-time job. And so making that leap was very you know, strategic. I, I created a business plan of the things I wanted to accomplish um, of ways that I could think about, you know, generating revenue for the business. I started saving money so that I could to continue to meet my financial obligations you know when I quit my job and I had a plan of you know nine to twelve months if it wasn't working out I would go back to find um a new job wow. okay that that's very good I, I like that strategy you were able to save for 18 months of uh expenses your living expenses and uh you came up with this uh strategy that's actually helped you that's very good Talking about, you know, when you start your business, you, you, you derive some satisfaction. So I want to know what has been the most satisfying moment in your business for you. For me, it's just getting the feedback of the women that Clever Girl Finance is helping with our content, with our courses, with our messages, just hearing the uh, the testimonies and the feedback of how they implemented change because of what they learned from us, how they've changed their mindset, how they've paid off debt, how they saved, that makes all of this worth it. It makes our mission, you know, it makes us know that our mission is being impactful and that it is helping people. And that's really what's most important because that's why I started the company in the first place. Awesome. Wow. I like that. Um so uh, we are rounding up here, uh, Bola, and, um, you know, if you look at Americans today, uh, there are over 1 trillion auto loan debt, over 1.5 trillion student loan debt, yeah, almost uh, a trillion credit card debt in America. So what's your recommendation uh, for people uh, in terms of how to get out of debt? I think what's most important is that you have to want to become debt free. You have to want to live your life on the other side of debt. Because at the end of the day, if you don't want that, and you know, then there's nothing anybody can say. You can't. You and I cannot force anybody to get their finances together. So that's really important. You have to be willing to commit to the process. You also have to understand that this is a journey that takes 
time. So you talked about how it took you almost three years to get into the hundred thousand dollars of debt. And you know, that is a lot of different things that happen over those three, three years. And so a lot of people feel like, okay, when I'm getting out of debt, it should happen overnight. But a lot of times it's going to take time. It can take several months or several years and you have to be willing to commit to the process of getting out of debt, knowing that it's going to be worth it. So I think when it comes to paying off debt, you have to have a why, why do you want to get out of debt? And you also want to think bigger than your current circumstances. Yes, you have auto loan, you know, credit cards, all these crazy debt, but you know, it is possible to pay off these debt. People are doing it every single day. Like you mentioned, Dave Ramsey is an amazing platform. Um, people are sharing their stories. I share the stories of women who have paid off incredible amounts of debt, who have saved incredible amounts of money. My own personal story is not unique. And so you have to get into that space and commit to the process. You also have to surround yourself with the people that are going to keep you motivated and not continue to tell you, well, you can never pay off your debt or everybody's meant to be in debt or make you feel like, what's the point? You want to find the people who are going to cheer you on, who are going to motivate you, especially on the days when it might be difficult. And, um, you want to start creating your plans, start setting your goals, start dreaming big. And once you have those dreams and goals, or once you have that why, you're going to be motivated to take those actions every single day to get yourself out of debt. But the beginning of all of that starts with setting the intention. You have to want to do it first. Otherwise, no one can make you. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. You have to want it. And I like the way you put it, the people you associate with, uh, they play a big factor because some people will tell you, oh, uh, a married man cannot get ahead. So uh, you have to watch out for your association. You should develop a plan. You should have a why. And you should think big. Thank you very much, Bola. So one final thing. Um, I know it's not necessarily has been a smooth journey. You would have made some mistakes along the line as well. Uh, I want you to please uh, share with us some of the mistakes that you've made uh, in your journey so that my audience can learn uh, from you and uh, possibly know how to avoid those mistakes. So do you mean mistakes in business or mistakes in finances? Because there's so many mistakes to talk about. (laughs) In terms of business, your business, how you started your business, the mistakes you made and the lessons that you learned. So I, I, you know, when it comes to mistakes, I, I, I make mistakes every day. You know, I feel like I don't even consider them mistakes at this point. They're more like learning opportunities, right? Every day there's something to learn because there is nothing that's perfect. If, if we were all perfect and, you know, life was perfect, we would all be billionaires and we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> so there are so many mistakes I could talk about, um, you know, um, you know, some of the mistakes I, I can think about off the top of my head are just n- not delegating, not getting the right kind of help. Or, um, you know, just staying in my comfort zone and not going out and leveraging my network or building connections or, you know, like taking too long to test something out. Um, There are just so many mistakes. (laughs) But I would say that, you know, you're going to when you start a business, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and um, mistakes do not mistakes do not mean that you are a failure. They just mean that you're learning. And so what what's important is that for every mistake you, you, you make, you have to be able to look at the situation objectively and say, okay, this is what happened. This is what I'm going to make sure never happens again. And these are the lessons I can take from this and apply to my business going forward. That is what is really, really important. I mean, 
especially when you are a brand new entrepreneur, there's so many things that you don't know. So one way you can minimize the mistakes that you make is number one, by getting mentors in your life, people who have either accomplished what you have accomplished or are on the path to doing this. So you can learn from their own experiences. It's so important. And number two is through your own personal development. There are so many resources, books, videos, podcasts, et cetera, that you can listen to and start to educate yourself about what it is that you're trying to build. One thing that I, I know when it comes to entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is that you cannot sit around and wait for the results and wait for the revenue and wait for the success to be handed to you. It doesn't work that way. You have to work hard. You have to work hard and you have to work hard with intention. And so having your mentors around to support you and guide you, getting yourself educated, you know, working your personal development, improving, improving your, your knowledge, increasing your information base can make all the difference that way as you make those mistakes you're able to recover much faster and keep yourself on the path to success so good i, I like it so uh because i'm learning i'm in a, uh in this process as well um uh the way you put it is that uh mistakes are op learning opportunities which i totally agree with and people should have uh, a personal development plan which is also good. We must continue to develop ourselves and we should have mentors. Yeah, there are people that have done what I'm trying to do right now, what you are trying to do right now. We should reach out to those people so that they can guide us and help us in that in the journey as well. And people should not be afraid to delegate and people should try to get out of their comfort zone. So this is good. Thank you very much, uh, Bola. So finally... Uh, how can my audience connect with you? Uh, how can they learn more about what you do uh, so that they can uh, follow you, learn from you, and uh, have this awesome experience that I gain learning from you? Absolutely. You know, so you can learn more about me and Clever All Finance on the website, cleverallfinance.com. You will find, you know, access to our podcast. Um, the YouTube channel to be able to order the book um, that's going to be sold everywhere. Um, and you can also find us on social media, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, all at Clever Girl Finance is our handle. Thank you. So we have come to the end of the interview. Uh, Bola, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy and learn something from today's show. Debt is a huge body on you. We all need to get rid of our debt and build long-lasting wealth. Grab a copy of Bola's new book so that you can learn how to do it. Till next week again, you know what I do on this show. I want you to win in every area of your life and live your life to the fullest. So let's go and win. This episode of Winner's Ways Podcast has come to a close. We hope you enjoy and learn something from today's show. We want you to win and excel in all areas of your life. And we regularly explore and share information with our listeners to empower them to win. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast for more tips and strategies to help you find the success that you've always dreamt of. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you more podcast episodes to empower you. We will love to have you again next week. Now, keep winning. Oh, 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 oh